Hola, hola, She Love community. I'm here on episode five of the She Love podcast with my guest, Fung Vu, who is a civil engineer from New Orleans, Louisiana, aka my favorite city in the world. And she identifies as your average girl who's on her own path and not in her final form. She believes and trusts in the process and is here to tell us about her imperfect journey. Please welcome Fung Vu. So Fung, I'm so excited to have you here on the episode. Thank you so much for joining. Um, and I'm so ex- yeah, I'm so excited. Um, so just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you are in life right now, and what's really lighting you up these days. Well, I can say I am in such a much better place than I was maybe last year. Yes. I uh, did not start off so well after college. I was working as a server, and then I got my first civil engineering job, and it was the absolute worst job ever. I can't even imagine to begin to tell how much my life is different, and when I got this new job, you can tell it was almost as if I was scarred from my last job by how well they were treating me at my and um, I'm a civil engineer, so there are still a lot of older men that do- doesn't really treat women the way that they should, and they don't take you seriously. And especially being an, a civil engineer at like an early age, you're supposed to be training. And my boss, my old boss, did not have the patience for that. And I was miserable. I was not used to the lifestyle at all. But this new job, my boss is so much cooler. And the way he treated me, I almost felt suspicious. Like, my job is too good. Something was going wrong. Like, am I going to get fired or stuff like that? And the more I come into work every day, I hate Mondays a lot less. (laughs) <laughs> and it's really, it's just really nice there. I work a lot harder too, but the work is so much more rewarding there. And I just can't emphasize how much I've even looked up classes to go back to school with my old job. I just didn't think it was for me, but this job has changed my life. And it's not even, I don't know if it's my profession, but the environment there is just so much better, and I worked really hard to get there. Like, I remember having to drive to Baton Rouge after work in New Orleans on the same day. And I did that with other interviews, even though I didn't get the job. So then when I did it with this one, it was just, it was worth it. That's amazing. I'm so happy for you. And I think that changing jobs is something that a lot of people, a lot of women um, in, you know, from their 20s to 30s, especially are experiencing right now and really wrestling with, especially in those first few careers, you know, what do you deserve? What do you love? What do you look for in a supervisor, a team, an environment? So, How did you make the transition from a job that was so draining for you that you really hated to this job that you love? What did you do? What strategies did you use? And how did you really find a way forward when you were in a position that was causing you so much, honestly, like trauma and distress and low energy? The only way I knew how to get out of my old job was to stay with it for a year. 
even though it made me miserable. Like I used to cry during lunch and I used to get coffee really late in the morning because my boss wasn't in the same room. Like I was nervous coming into work. So I would still at six months, I would still apply for jobs and none of them would get back to me. And eventually I started getting really comfortable there, but it was on and off my days. It was like, I would have a good day. And then some days would just be so miserable because my boss is literally yelling at me. Mm. And so I would just apply for jobs while I'm at my work on my work laptop. Yes. And yeah, shamelessly. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I would just um, write, I would write an email after I apply and I would send my resume with that email. And I haven't done that until maybe a year later. But then I think that's also why I got my job. Like, you need that year of experience. And I really, I suffered for a year. But I had to find so many ways around it. Just because if you were my boyfriend, you would know the conversations we would have every night. Like, he was probably tired of me talking about it. But um, I did that. And when I decided to write those emails, they were almost like cover letters, but a little bit more personal. I had two interviews get back to me, two job awesome. interviews. And um, the one that really wanted me was in Baton Rouge, which I was skeptical about because I loved New Orleans so much. Because New Orleans is my home. Tommy, my boyfriend, was also in Baton Rouge. So I also didn't think that was a bad idea. But ideally, I wanted him to move down with me. Yeah. But time... Yeah, time passed. I moved to Baton Rouge, and it has couldn't have gone better, to be honest. I was scared of a lot of things, but then, of course, like when you're scared, you're getting way too ahead of yourself. Like you're thinking about things that didn't even happen yet. Right. No, that's so true. And it sounds like you were in a really difficult time in your life. What practices or tools did you use or would you have wanted to use to really care for yourself during such a stressful and, um, yeah, just difficult situation in your career? I was always an active person. It was on and off, but I have never been consistent with working out until I started this job. First, it was yoga, and I, I love to do yoga but I moved on to do circuit training classes and those really get me feeling really good. It's just something about sweating right after class. Like I could go in after during a rainy day and of course your mood is like slumped because of the rain. And then when I come out, I feel immediately better. Like um, almost as if I sweated off all the bad vibes and just maintained the good vibes. Yeah. No, I love that so much. I'm so glad you said that because I've actually been – work has been really busy lately and um, and I've been doing some fun side projects like this, like the podcast that I love so much and I have not had time to move and that's so crazy because I am an active person as well and I love what you just said about letting – like this, you almost sweat away some of your bad energy clings right off. And so that just encouraged me right now to take a run after I do this podcast with you. Because you're right, our bodies are meant to move. They love movement, regardless of what that movement looks like. It is such an important 
part of our journey. And I think that so many times it just gets associated with weight loss or changing our bodies versus saying, this is what my body needs. This is what my body was created to do. And it is... And it is so beneficial for so many other reasons besides trying to alter what you look like. It's more like, no, this is me taking care of my body and giving it what it deserves. I was also, you can tell I was in a bad place too. And if we are talking about body, not like if I were working out for my body, I would have stopped a long time ago because it hurts. Sometimes when I get to the gym in the middle of my workout, I'm literally asking myself, why am I here? But at the end, I never regret it. It just feels too good after. But I guess the moments leading up to that is one of the hardest parts. Yeah. But then, yeah. It's just really, it's good. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Those are really great tips. And for circuit training, is there a particular class that you went to or – Um, I know there's a lot out there now like Orange Theory and CrossFit and all these different places. Is there a place you would recommend or were you doing it at a local gym? Um, Yeah. Is there anything you can tell us a little bit more about that? We did it at a local gym. When I was in New Orleans, I was at a local gym and I loved it so much just because no shame against Orange Theory because I I go to a a franchise gym now, but my old gym was – he was one of those instructors who motivated you without having to be all in your face mm-hmm. about it. And um, I really like he really pushes this pushes you to to do better because then when you go into class you feel pretty lazy, and then when you're in the middle of your like your tenth rep, you suddenly want to do ten more. And he was always one of those people. He had a really great, um, really great music choice. Nice. Yeah. Music makes a huge difference. And I used to do boxing too. And boxing was so much fun. I wish I could do it again. But I went to the doctor about my knuckle and he kind of brushed me off about it, which was so aggravating because every time I would box, my knuckle would flare up like a two or three inches oh my god not 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 in bulging but the redness would get almost to my my second knuckle mm-hmm. so I stopped doing that and then I started solely doing circuit training and uh, oh and then I go running I have to run outside okay. running is actually one of the, the best ways to de-stress myself I don't work as hard as I do inside the gym if if we're counting calories but it's just like it's an endurance thing, and I think that's also like um, metaphoric with your life. You just kind of have to keep up, and it's okay to slow down a little bit, but you just have to finish it. Yeah. And I go running outside because when you go run outside, there's literally no way back except to continue. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. I love that. Yes, metaphoring is an incredible metaphor for metaphoring. Running is an incredible yeah. metaphor. For life, you're so right. Ugh, I love that. Man, there's so many things you're saying that are really sticking with me, so thank you. Um, so I want to go back, circle back to civil engineering and how you got there. So first of all, I am so inspired by you being a woman in a space where women are so often underrepresented. And you touched a little bit about what it's like 
to be a female or woman um, in a space that is so dominated by men. How have you navigated that? What advice would you give to other women who are really passionate about STEM fields but might have some hesitancies or might have fears and anxieties about their first job in a STEM field? Um, I would love to know any advice that you have to offer and things that you've learned now that you've been in the field for a few years. I can definitely tell you that there is a light at the end of the tunnel because for a long time I just thought it was a dead end. I didn't know if I wanted to do this for the rest of my life, if this was how I was going to be treated at work. And it wasn't like people were saying, you're a woman, you can't do anything, but you definitely felt those type of feelings from men. And with my new job, they don't really treat me like that at all. And if they were to treat me like a woman, it wouldn't be in an offensive way. It would be in the clearly you you are a woman. Would you like to use a bathroom or like, would you need to brush your hair? It's things where they don't really question my intelligence. They mm-hmm. would just like know that there are some things in my personality that I would do differently. And they actually would respect that rather than think of it as a hindrance. Yeah. They always bring me out to the big down and dirty stuff, but if I can't do something, as in um, not nothing hindering my skill, it's just that they definitely know that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a girl. <laughs> they just they don't do it in a way where it's offensive, where it's like you're a woman, you can't do this and that. Like I still have to do my own work. I still have to do. My, like, you know, at the end of the day, I have a deadline, but they would, they would just be really a lot more considerate in a respectful way than in an offensive way. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, yeah. but, um, it's just because it's not like to ignore that we're different is just, you know, one thing, but to acknowledge that we're different in a respectable way is kind of, I guess, ideally for me, how I would like to be treated. Yeah. It's, or really how I identify myself, yeah. to put it in the right words. Definitely. Thank you. And so awesome that you continue to navigate that space and ask for what you deserve and are such an example for other women. I think representation is so important and um, just really happy that you are in that space and are – I'm sure inspiring women that you don't even realize you're inspiring. So, thank you for being a real one and being out there for all of us, putting up with some, putting up with some ish, uh, paving paving some paths, and um, yeah, just really appreciate it. So, I would love to talk about uh, every episode. I like to talk about risk taking and what you feel you have taken, um, what risks you feel like you've taken in the last few months or what risks you want to take and what excites you about them. Because I think taking risks is a great way that we show ourselves, that we trust ourselves, um, that we are listening to ourselves, and that we have the confidence to go for what we want, even if it seems scary. Um, So yeah, what risk have you taken or what risk would you like to take? It was definitely a risk to take this new job because 
when I was in Baton Rouge, it was for LSU and I was in college and I also wasn't the happiest person here. And I thought it might have been like almost a relapse when I moved here, but it was exactly the opposite. It was another risk deciding if I wanted to move in with all guys. So, but then they couldn't have been the best people in the world. There's barely any trouble at that house. And one of my roommates is my boyfriend. So that was very nice. And I thought that not taking a negative way, but it's definitely going a lot better than I expected. I didn't expect everything to burn and crash to the ground, but I also didn't expect myself to adapt so quickly and to be happier. This is how happy I am. I don't even want to work out as much as I used to. <laughs> so getting to the gym is a little bit harder now just because I'm happier. Um, and So going to the gym was a way that you used to show yourself love. Is that right? It was a way to almost like a self-reflection period almost yeah it, it makes me feel stronger and then it, it works like a it works like a chain reaction when I feel stronger I feel stronger in other parts of myself like if I could lift this I can definitely come into work tomorrow like this probably was harder than actually coming into work this was harder than confronting my boss like any accomplishment that I had made in the gym was definitely really, really hard. Earlier tonight, you talked about having an imperfect journey. And I'd love to dive into that a little more deeply. What does that mean to you? And are there certain experiences or stories that you want to talk about that illustrate how you feel your journey's been imperfect and what you've learned from that? Well, I when I gr- started LSU, I could be honest and tell you I had no idea what civil engineering was actually is. I wanted to be a fashion designer ever since I watched That So Raven. (laughs) And um, I moved on, went to high school. I did a little architecture program. I wanted to do that. And then I decided that I wanted to be a civil engineer just because I felt like I didn't have the creative capabilities to be in the artistic world. I still enjoyed it, but doing it for money really ruined my imagination. And to design within limits, I was just more comfortable with that. And so I started that off. I didn't even have an idea of how I wanted to do college. I graduated a half a year later than I wanted to just because I didn't set myself up the right way and my GPA was not that great either. So after I graduated, it took me a little bit to find a job because when you are fresh out of college, they look at your transcript. But after your first job, they don't even care about your transcript. So I got a job at a private company that ended up being just the most terrible, but I just want to say that I love all my coworkers over there. They were amazing. They were almost like my fairy godparents. 
I just, they were very nice in my saving grace. And it was definitely not what I've learned in school. Everything is different when you learn in school. And um, I wanted to get a new job, and I knew that no one was going to hire me because I'm a nobody in the engineering world. I didn't have a lot of experience, and the one thing I didn't have was my license. So they were hiring me because they needed me rather than I needed them. And I wanted to get a company that needed me for my credentials, basically. So I studied for my FE, which is Fundamentals of Engineering. It's a license to train. And I did that. I studied for it. I did a book. I studied for it for the first time, and I didn't pass. I studied again with the same book, and the reason why I didn't pass the first time was because I didn't know enough. The second time I didn't pass was because I was way too into my test that I decided to check my first half, and I didn't leave myself enough time for my second half, and I literally guessed on 30 questions. And my third time, I did a class, an online class, and when I took it and went out of it, I was just drained. I didn't think I passed. I guessed on the last three questions because I wasn't able to get to it. And I was going to work one day. This was the, the third time I took it, I was at my new job. And I was going to take a little bit longer to take it, but they said that I have to take it within nine months. And things at my new job, they had so much more direction there, including making me take my test really early. So I, I took it. I wasn't, I was 90% ready, less ready than I wanted to be. And I was just not I was pretty sad after I took it. I thought I failed. I just sat on the couch and laid there, mostly because my brain was fried from taking a five-hour test, which is not as much as med school students. I know that. But for me, it was a lot. And I just waited for my results. And um, it was I, – I planned it all out. My results actually came out on me and my boyfriend's and I didn't check it because I didn't want to ruin my anniversary. So the next oh, day, wow. I had to go uh, drive an hour away. I planned this all out. I drove an hour away. I had to drive an hour away for, for work, and I knew that if I checked my answers, I could cry on the way there instead of crying at work in the back. So I was basically having the most bitter morning ever. And when it was time for me to drive, I was just in a bad mood. And I looked at my test scores, and it was like a big old green passing icon. And I was just so ecstatic. I did not know I was going to pass. That is so exciting. And third time's a charm. Sometimes, you know, you just got to get a little practice. <laughs> and then, you know, once you've seen the ropes a few times, you can do it. I definitely, that resonates with me. I'm a horrible test taker, but I am, I'm smart as hell. So, you know, sometimes it's also the way that we learn, the type of learner we are. There's, I, I can go on all day about some standardized tests. Do not even get me started. Scam. 
it for sure is a big scam to take a standardized yeah. test, but we beat the system. So yep. Sometimes you know we can one foot in the world as it is, and one foot in the foot in the world as it should be, and so we can keep advocating for other ways that qualify and, and validate who we are. But until then, we just got to kick its ass, you know, or we find our own route and we just say, you know what, I'm going to do me anyways, in spite of all this mess. But I'm so glad you passed. Congratulations, because I remember you telling me. I'm not going to lie on my car ride. I could barely drive to the job site just because I was calling everybody. I called my boss. I called my coworker. I just did not believe in myself, to be honest with you, and I really should have given myself a little bit more credit because I just feel a lot smarter now than I ever did before, and it's really, it's a, it's a mind game. You know, people will make you feel a certain way, and then your mind will turn against you, but then you just have to put your mind on your side. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and it's so cool. I think when you keep being persistent and when you keep trying, you keep failing, but you keep trying again, you learn so much about yourself and you learn to pivot and you learn to pick yourself back up. Honestly, I was, I hated failing when I was a kid. I call myself a recovering perfectionist. Honestly, I really want to write a book about it. Um, I feel that strongly about it. Um, because I remember being told from the time I was little, like you have to be the cream of the crop and be perfect and color in between the lines, be as the best you can be. But that also meant that failure was so scary. It was paralyzing to fail. And I, I love failure now. I've really been on a journey to be able to fail forward, to love failing because it teaches us so much. And oftentimes it means that we went out and we went for something. So many times I don't go for things because I'm afraid they're not going to be perfect or I spend so much time making them perfect and trying to make them perfect and giving so much energy to them that actually takes away the joy of doing it. And then I like lose energy and, and may never follow through. So I'd love to know about a time that outside of this story that you failed and, and what it taught you and what your relationship to failure is at this point in your life, especially given the fact that, you know, you didn't pass this test three times and then you got it and now you're a civil engineer and you love your job. You know, what role has failure played in your life? When I grew up, I was always a perfectionist. It could be due to how I was raised. I did every, I wanted everything to be perfect. Like I wanted my papers to be perfect, perfectly stacked. But being bad at something only writes a greater comeback story for yourself. So everything I did bad in, I was not good at many things. There's so many I can even <laughs> even pick one. So I've always compared myself to others because I've been compared to others from other people my entire life. I've always thought I wasn't good enough at this and that, and I had to be perfect all the time or just set a bar for myself that was not worth it to me. And 
it just made me feel bad about myself because then when you kind of think, well, when you think about it, there's always going to be someone who's better than you at something and it's okay because then you are not them and they are not you and it's a balance where they shine and well, where they dim is where you shine and you just have to let people have their own light really. And, um, I just, yeah, I grew up like that and and there were, there were just many things like, um, I, I think, I guess it really affects my creativity level as to why I became a civil engineer just because I, I had a sketchbook and there were designs, but I always thought, you know, there were people's designs were always better than mine. But to be honest, they were just different. They just thought differently than me, and I think differently than them. But I'm not regretting how it got me here. I guess my the flaws in my thinking, if we're getting into an exception of imperfectness, I'm glad that the way I was hard on myself, it really got me here where I am today, and I was able to reverse those type of thoughts and um just I am a lot more welcoming to mistakes I actually encourage people to make mistakes because if you're not going to make them now you're going to make them later Mm. so you might as well want to make them now and then learn from them because there's just so much knowledge you can take from it like mistakes are not bad they're not bad at all you can order a dish at a restaurant and not like it because what if you order it on your graduation day, you Mm. know, or you order it on your birthday and then you find out that on your birthday that it sucks versus on a regular day, you can, like you can afford to make these mistakes. Mm -hmm. So, cause there are other times in the real world where like, if I have a job assignment, they will tell me you can't mess up. And that's, almost true I mean shit happens you know but then it's just if you have to take advantage of what you can explore and it's not always a mistake it's just that you're on a different path yes it's it's just a different it's not a mistake it's a different path yes and we're just blinded because everyone thinks that the right the other path is the good and the right path but they're just two different paths yeah there's yeah it's just not a good or bad in some situations. It's just different things. Oh, I love that so much. And part of what I feel like you're talking about when I've asked uh, several of our other guests is the noise and how you tune it out. I think there's so much comparison. There's Advertisements are literally meant to show us that we are not good enough at something and sell us something that will make us better, right? And... I would love to know, how do you tune out the noise and listen to your inner voice, your intuition, that being inside of you that really is you and you can use it to be authentically yourself and move forward towards the things that you know will make you happy? Well, like you said about me, I am not in my final form. And I am still working on so many things about myself, but I can tell you that I am 
less harsh. I love myself a lot more than I did before, than I did ever, really. And there would be some times where, and this is how my journey is imperfect, I will literally set myself back, but I will still find my way to move forward from that. I'm not, I'm never stuck. And for a long time, I thought I was stuck. And the thing is, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And I felt like my past self wouldn't have believed that I was really stuck inside of this. I was just feeling like I wasn't where I thought I would be. And I didn't think it was possible. And it was just, but it's also at the same time, it's my own journey because in a, there are so many people, especially when you're on social media, that love their first job when they get out of college. That is a myth. Not everyone loves their first Girl, job. Preach. And on social media, people will only post the good things on their life. That's why right. I love Twitter because in sometimes Facebook is too many. Congratulations, I did this. Congratulations, I did that. And I'm literally just trying to make it to 5 p.m. So, okay, so tuning out the noise. Starting back from how I kind of bring myself, I always relapse. Like, you know, I'll have my breakdown moments. But you know what? That is how I tune out the noise. I literally will have a breakdown, but you can't. That's what you need to do to bounce back because it's, it's a balance because you cannot – you cannot go on a perfect path without, you know, taking a little break or even, you know, just completely breaking down. Mm-hmm. But then it's just like there is for me, at least every time I break down, there's always a relief at the end. It's mm-hmm. almost melodramatic. Like I'll, I'll cry and then I'll cry in front of people and I'll say, I'm good. I just need this. to. It'll run its course. And then I'll be fine back the next day. And honestly, the next day, that's all I really needed to do. I just needed to let some things out. And it's really just like an energy flow. You have to let out the bad energy because when when you're moving too fast and you're realizing you're absorbing so many things, you have to stop a little, let it out. And it uh, works as a little cycle. I guess you could say let out the good, bad energy, breathe in the good energy, and you move on. It's just, I, that's just what the process is. You're not going to be 100% every day. You're going to have days where you're just going to feel like crying, even if it's for no reason. Or maybe you do have a reason, but it's not something that you're going to be, you don't have to be strong all the time. There is strength and vulnerability. Yes. I guess you would think. Yes. And and just like with your mistakes too, like you have to embrace the bad things or what we think is bad, but it's really just It's a part of life. It's just really yeah, recharging your energy. Like you're not it's a balance. You're not gonna you can't be one thing. For a long period of time, like you need to have breaks. You need to have, (gasps) you just need to do you, you, you need to be unapologetic about how you feel. And I feel like you also need to stop thinking about 
how other people do things, especially because they will not show you 100% of how they handle things. They will make themselves look perfect to you, and you can realize that maybe 50%, you know, 99% of the people on this planet is just not holding it up like you think they are. They're definitely having, like, you never know when someone's in that bathroom for five minutes. You think they're doing something else, they're probably crying. You know, they just need some type of mechanisms to help to build themselves back up. Yeah. Yeah. And you get stronger. It's like, you know, when you exercise and you get sore, your muscles are only strong because they tear apart. Yes. And they build themselves back up again. 100%. And I love that you said there's so much strength and vulnerability. You're so right. And when we, you know, as much as we're comfortable, when we're honest about where we are, especially with ourselves, right? I mean, I try to be really honest with people that I hold very close to me. But even if I'm not ready to be honest with them, I have to be honest with myself. And when my spirit's like, girl, I need to ugly cry. We need to ugly cry. We need to thrash. We need to roll on the floor. The world is ending. Take cover. Like when that happens, I am honest with myself. And I may think, yeah, life sucks today. And I love what you said about not being one thing Always. We are constantly changing. And I think that our world, especially with social media, exalts the parts that are, quote unquote, beautiful and perfect and polished. Even having filters and being able to make something seem as something that it's actually not is, while I do love my filters, can be really misleading. And I think being able, it it feels really liberating to me when when I have discussions with people like you, like today, that own those pieces of ourselves that the rest of society has not yet said are okay or haven't given us permission to fully live into. I love crying. I, if I cry at work, everyone's going to freak out and wonder what's wrong with me because we as a society, I don't think have really normalized the experience of being anything but super smiley and quote unquote, okay. And I get that people want to be there for us, but I also think that we do need to normalize the different emotions that we as emotional beings experience on this really long journey. Um, and that it's okay to cry. You know, there doesn't have to be some catastrophe or some really terrible reason. Sometimes it can just be a release. Sometimes it can just be relieving or relaxing and that's fine too. So thank you for naming that. Yes. It's really crying is part of the process. And that's why I'm actually really casual about it. Like I remember this one time in college, I was talking to my professor for extra credit in this class because like many of my other classes, I I wasn't really doing well. So I asked him for extra credit. I was probably really stressed too and I started crying in front of him and my professor freaked out. He did not know how to react. But the point is, he did not give me extra credit. I walked out the room and I saw my um, lab partner and it was just kind of funny and comical to me because I was crying, but I was like, I'm good. I just, you know, I was just frustrated in there, but I'm okay. And, um, it's just like his, the look on his face and he was like, Oh my God, this girl is really like crying out. <laughs> but it's really just how I cope with things. And it's, it's very, very, very casual for me to cry. Yeah. I think crying is a way of, of showing love to yourself for sure. I don't think that it always is due to trauma. 
sometimes it's just, yeah, showing yourself love and we can cry for a million different reasons. So thanks for sharing that. Speaking of love, I would love to know what was one of your most recent she love moments? And that can be really it's any moment in the in you know the most recent memory that you can think of where you really showed up for yourself. And maybe it was crying, maybe it was doing your laundry, taking some big adventure that you've been wanting to take. But yeah, it can be anything. What was a time, what was your last she love moment, the most recent memory you can think of? I guess my she love moment is really fighting with myself in identifying if I'm staying strong to who I am versus what the world is throwing at me and um, being able to maneuver yourself around what you think is right or fighting with an opinion that is different from what you've always believed in Yeah. when you were younger and um, finding out ways to deal with it. Yeah. I think the better she loved moment though. I love that. And yes, it's okay to change our minds. As a matter of fact, I think it's necessary and it's an indication of growth and new ways of thinking. So totally. Thank you for sharing that. Well, I definitely have a, a closing question, but before we get there, I want to ask you about any big dreams that you're working towards or that you plan to work towards that really excite you. I definitely want to get into the prime of my career. I've never wanted to, at my old job, you would not, I did not build up the passion at my old job like I do now, my new job. It's just, it's really the same stuff, but to describe my workplace, they really are the best. My boss, the way he talks to me about our new workers other than me, I can tell he was talking to, you know, my older peers when I came in and he was just making me, making sure that I felt comfortable. Like he, he has always made sure that I felt comfortable and we had a, a six month report, like a little six month review and his questions were not questioning my skill he just asked me how do I like it here and what do I want to do like what other specialties like he was not concerned about my skill or nothing that could negatively bring me down but other topics that could make me more motivated and bring me up that's awesome I love that and I'm so happy for you at this point in your career and that you're working towards things you're really passionate about. I think that's the dream. Yeah, for sure. Is for to be passionate about what you get to wake up and go give to the world and, and do. So I'm so happy for you. Before we wrap up, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners that I haven't asked you yet? Um, just for anyone who's listening, I am I came from a place where I was not. I didn't think highly of myself and um, I'm not um, someone you would see on a TED talk and you know what that's okay you don't have to see yourself on a TED talk and there are some 
there's just so much more to life than um, than being moving in the way you take your path, whether it's in, in silence or it's out loud. It's the path that is yours, and as long as you're happy doing it, just because when it's your time, when it's the end, what is really going to matter to you? You know, nothing that you thought was important in school is going to be important now, or what you thought was important when you were younger isn't going to be important now. And, um, the person that you were back then, if you were, if you weren't, if that's not who you are now, that's okay. That's what it took for you to get there, you know? Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. I'm so excited uh, to share this with our listeners and hope that you will share the She Love as well with your community so that we can continue building um, this courageous, vulnerable, loud, positive, whatever our viewers and listeners want to be community of women who show up for each other, who are honest with each other, and who share their stories and build strength through storytelling with each other. So thank you so much for being on She Love and catch you next time. Gracias. Hi, thank you.